Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto, Cryptocurrency Podcast. This is Blockchain Wayne. Today's episode is brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. Coincierge Club makes purchasing easy, safe, and the overall process more efficient while costing less. This all is helping to make cryptocurrency mainstream. So let's take a look at what's going on in the market today. Looks like we have a lot, lot more sideways movement going on, just higher than the prior movements. For example, the Bitcoin level is sitting around 6,700, been floating around that for the last couple of days. The market is still divided as to whether or not we see more lows or a true trend reversal. Many people are saying that, for example, Bitcoin to experience a trend reversal and a true indicator that the reversal has started would be for us to break the $7,100 level. So the bulls and bears are fighting it out. Who do you think is going to win? The bears? Or the bulls? Comment and let us know. Who do you think is going to win? So let's take a look at what's going on in the news today. First up, CNBC. CNBC is premiering a show Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time called Bitcoin Boom or Bust. Now, CNBC, I'm torn on this because they're, they're known for giving bad crypto advice. And many of the trailers to the show look like, it, like it's ridiculous. But supposedly they're saying they're looking at both sides of the spectrum, both, pe both people that think it's a boom those that think it's a bust and that it's going to go away. So I'm kind of skeptical as far as what this, how great this, this show will be, but I will take a look at it Monday, August 27th, 6 PM Eastern time. I'm going to watch it. I'll probably give my opinion on this on one of these episodes in the future. All right. So moving along, BTCC co-founder Bobby Lee has recently tweeted that when Bitcoin passes the USD, 60,000 price level in the coming years, it'll reach a total circulation value of 1 trillion. So basically what Bobby Lee is saying, it's not a matter of if it will surpass the 60,000 price level. The question more of is when, he's pegging that sometime, sometime around 2020. He said it'll lead to more price stability, higher global liquidity, and even faster adoption worldwide. It will be a catalyst. So also in the news, Fundstrat's global advisor, Tom Lee, who, yes, they are related, Tom Lee stands by his $20,000 prediction for the end of the year, for the end of 2018. Tom Lee has claimed that cryptocurrency could end the year explosively higher, citing a correlation between it and emerging markets. Lee has based this assumption on the relationship between the price of BTC and BlackRock's iShares MC, MSCI Emerging Markets ETF. So it tracks large and mid-sized companies in emerging markets. He's, he's noticed a correlation. He says this important correlation, according to Lee, lies in the fact that both markets are running somewhat parallel to each other, with both having really essentially peaked in early 2018, as well as both having been in a downward trend from then on. Lee also pointed out that the tide is changing for both Bitcoin and the emerging markets, especially in the US, especially if the U.S. Federal Reserve slows down its interest rate hikes. So we're looking for things to happen there. Many indicators on the Bitcoin chart are starting to turn bullish. However, we still hadn't seen price action reflect that just quite yet. All right, next up. So Google. Google searches for Bitcoin price sink to a three-year low. Uh, interesting, Google trend data also shows the search frequency of HODL, which is H-O-D-L. Now, this is a controversial term. Many people are saying it was a misspelling of the word hold that many crypto people have have grabbed and, and now use it as hold on for as an as a symbol for hold on for dear life. 
a lot of memes coming out. Even the crypto market is split on whether or not HODL is a legitimate term, but it basically means holding through the dips. So the, the search for that term has dropped dramatically in Google and it's been replaced by the, it was replaced in July by RECT. All right, so this RECT is R-E-K-T. Uh, another unofficial crypto market term that signifies huge trading losses. Now, wh why, why are we talking about Google searches? Uh, it, it's not what you think. The article, I think, was to point out that the interest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has, has diminished, but not so much so. That's typically, when you see things like this happen, those are typically an indicator of, all right, bottom is already in, and we're starting to see, see things reverse, right? By the time you see all the hype and all the searches up is when we're going to be well above where we are now. Many people have already missed the boat. It's what you do in times like this when market sentiment is at its lowest. That's going to determine how well you do in your overall investing and trading. So take it for what, it, you know, what it's worth. Uh, next up on the news, Elon Musk. Hacker Elon Musk. Hackers hijacked Elon Musk's Twitter. So Elon Musk was the CEO and co-founder of Tesla. Uh, became a victim of a, a growing hacking incident on Twitter. So as he got busy posting philosophical, uh, philosophical tweets, an impersonator that also had a verified Twitter account joined the thread and started offering cryptocurrency tips. The fake Musk built on real Musk promise to take Tesla private, stating that the plan reorganization will see the addition of Bitcoin and Ethereum payment methods as one of the steps in moving forward. Now, this is kind of funny. Uh, so a couple of people said that the fake Elon Musk had scammed them out of some money, uh, offering free crypto. Yeah, that doesn't matter if it's someone legitimate and they're offering free cryptocurrency. Chances are it's not legit. The only way it could be legit is all they ask for is for your, your public wallet address so they can send it to you. If they ask for anything in return, it is a scam. So just remember, hackers are out there. So even if it's a verified account, you don't want to give out any information. Now, uh, posted this on one of my groups earlier and one of the great comments I got was, you know, the hackers really missed a great opportunity. They could have, you know, they could have come out and, and, and said, uh, on Elon Musk twi Twitter, they could have said, greetings, earthlings. I am Satoshi. <laughs> All right. Now this is a reference to, uh, you know, Satoshi Nakamoto still being an anonymous figure behind Bitcoin. Some people have said, hey, maybe it's Elon Musk. I don't necessarily believe that, but that would have been funny. The hackers missed out on a great opportunity to insert a little bit more humor into their hack. All right, so moving along, let's look at some crypto education today. So Bitcoinist, uh, Bitcoinist is a news site that I reference quite a bit in, in my post because they tend, they are one of the ones that tend to stay up to date quite a bit. And they listed an article about three life hacks to crypto investing and I loosely agree with these life hacks. Now, this is not the end-all, be-all, but this is some basic life hacks. If you're getting started in crypto, this is what you want to do. One, choosing the right stage. When you're looking at something, what stage is that, is that project you're considering investing in? What, what stage is it on? What is the platform? Is it something that's going to have real-world use? And is that stage already crowded, right? If it's a, for instance, if it's a gambling cryptocurrency that's going to be on gambling websites and to be used as the currency on a gambling website, there's actually quite a few out there already. So you would not saying that you would walk away because there's already some out there, but you would need to see something that's substantially different than what's already on the market. If not, it's just another attempt 
to scoop up some of the market share and which might also delete, I mean, I'm sorry, dilute that whole platform. So that's the first thing. Next, altcoins are for experienced investors. So we've seen altcoins take a big tumble. If you're a beginner, don't, you know, don't invest in altcoins that are not in the top 20 list. And this is just, now again, this is their recommendation and I loosely agree with it because in the beginning, if you have money and you see, all right, maybe the market's at a bottom, I don't know enough about these cryptos to really do my due diligence for long-term holding, but I know that the market's about to pick up and I wanna snack, you know, snatch up some of that. What you wanna do is look at the top 20 list. That's not always a guarantee of returns. This is just uh, a suggestion and something that, that I would recommend someone new use, but you want to then increase your knowledge and learn more about the ones you're in. Is that a long-term hold? Or did you cash out in the short term with a, with a little profit? But in the beginning, yes, until you learn more about altcoins and how to do research, then stick with the top 20 for now. Mainly we, we list the top 20 and they list the top 20 because those have, have already been tried and, and proven. They've, they've had some hype. They've been scrutinized by a lot of people and to still be up there. It means a, a, the sentiment in the crypto market is, is fairly good towards those. All right, next up, number three, Bitcoinist list is a deep analysis. Deep analysis is the white paper first and foremost. So if a project has a decent white paper, its potential viability is about 60%. Now keep that in mind. You can, you can have everything lined up and invest in a great project and it still crash. And it's no different when you're investing in companies and in, in, in traditional stocks, right? You can have a great company, great product, something could happen and could tank that, but it's about 60% viability. You know, that's, that's at best. So there's still a chance to fail. So you do want to diversify, but read your white papers, read the white paper, see if it has a functional use case. If, if everything makes sense. Uh, and, and then once you do that, then you can invest for the long term. Now, what I'm going to look at doing in, in a future, in future episodes to start digging in more, not from investment advice, because it's just going to be my personal opinion, but I'm going to look at those cryptocurrencies that actually have a true working product and also as a platform that, that could show a real world use case for that and broader adoption. That's kind of how I base my long-term investments on those. And I can tell you some of those long-term investments in the short term have not done great at all, but that's because the market right now is driven off of speculation and is not driven off of functionality use case, but th that is going to change. Eventually you're going to see that shift happen. And when that happens, you'll see some of those emerging technologies truly emerge in, in their cryptocurrency prices as well. So next up in our crypto education corner, we're gonna look at crypto trading one-on-one. -on -one. Now this is uh, an article that I posted on a Facebook page sometime yesterday, it was yesterday being Sunday. Uh, moving averages, moving averages are a useful tool that you can use to track the direction of a trend. It captures specific price data points over a specified period of time. So, you may hear a lot of times 50, 100, 200 moving averages. Uh, you may see it listed as 50 EMA, 100 EMA, 200 EMA, and that's what it is. It is the moving average over those time periods, and it's used to identify a trend reversal. So the position of moving average depends upon the nature of the asset you're looking at. So when prices are below a particular moving average, it signals to traders that the price has lost momentum and the trend has turned bearish. Now remember we mentioned bearish means the price is gonna go down. So if it's been an uptrend and then it loses momentum, falls below that trend, it's bearish. If prices are above a moving average, it can generally be considered bullish as long as prices remain on top and have the backing from the indicators. Other indicators such as relative strength index, 
to add to your layers of confirmation. Remember, I've also mentioned this in the past, one indicator is not the end all be all. You wanna look at multiple different indicators to see if there's an alignment, right? If one indicator says, hey, we may be going bullish and a bunch of other indicators are still looking at bearish, chances are you may not see that trend reversal you're looking for. So let's say you're looking at a simple five day moving average. You take the closing price uh, of each day, add those values then divide by the number of days, and that's, what you, that's how you come up with a simple moving average, right? So this is not a perfect solution for simple moving average setup. Analysts usually devise their own strategies, often employing multiple moving averages in order to provide greater understanding and depth to their analysis. So looking at moving averages, excuse me, definitely something you wanna learn, something you wanna know more about, and we're gonna focus on different indicators each time when I do an episode. Uh, future episodes, I'm gonna dive deeper into uh, not only just a, a different indicator each time, but also a functioning project out there, as I mentioned before, that has promise. So I'll give you an example of, of three cryptocurrencies that I, that I personally have invested in and hold, uh, mainly because of the, what I see with them as a functioning pro product, a functioning, functioning project, and also real world use case that has the potential for adoption. First one, which has been my best performing crypto of the year, which is BNB, which is the Binance coin. Binance coin is a real world use case. Binance, one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges out there, has their own cryptocurrency called the Binance coin. Now the Binance coin, you can use that to pay your trading fees on Binance, and when you use it, you get 50% off of your trading fees, right? So Binance, on top of the fact that one of the reasons they've grown so fast, they have a referral program where you refer other people to their platform, and you will earn a percentage of their trading fees, but then they allow you to get 50% off of the trading fees by paying in Binance coin. Early on, got in, bought a bunch of Binance coin just simply to use it for trading, and have been really impressed with the, the, you know, the movement, with the performance and price action of the Binance coin. So next up, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you three today. So that's the first one. Second one being Steam. Steam is a social media platform, and their cryptocurrency, Steam, has real world use. So I know people who have never invested a penny in cryptocurrency yet, but yet they hold quite a bit because they earn Steam from posting. And then they've, they've held some of that steam and they've also converted some of it to Bitcoin and Ethereum and some of the other top cryptocurrencies just from what they've earned in steam from their posts. Now steam allows you to upvote or downvote uh, different articles, which allow you to earn steam dollars and the person posting to earn based on the popularity of their post. So another real world use case. Uh, Waves is another one. And I look at Waves, each one of these I looked at today is because they have a different type of use case. Waves has a decentralized exchange. You use Waves tokens to pay for your trading on the decentralized exchange, but it takes out the middleman. You are trading directly. When you buy, you are trading directly with the seller. It's not like when you're on you know, Binance, as much as I like Binance, it is a centralized exchange right now. You are dealing, a third party is facilitating that trade. In a decentralized exchange, you control the power, each person, is legit. So, it, you know, if, if Binance, I don't think they will, but if Binance decided to go away tomorrow, whatever you hold in there could be lost because they are holding everything. With the Wave decentralized exchange, you hold everything on the exchange in your own wallet and you trade directly. There's no middleman. So everything is instantaneous and you get it right away. Um, so Waves is another one that I'm very bullish on also because their platform has a lot of real world use case. Um, Coin Sierra's Club, who we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, is built on the Waves platform 
and can facilitate up to 250,000 transactions per second. So that is something when you look at potential for future real world use case, that is something that could be adopted by payment processors, right? You need something like that for a global payment processor. And that's something that I look at when I'm looking at long-term hold strategies. So keep in mind, functioning product or platform with real world use case does not always equate to upward price action in the short term. As I mentioned before, some of these have not seen uh, really great price action, but that's because we're, like I mentioned before, we're in a speculative market right now. Speculation drives price at some point, And I think this is in the very near future, if not the end of this year, sometime next year, or we're going to see there's going to be a lot more deeper dives, a lot more focus on not just let's take a long shot gamble on and speculation on what could go up, but who's got the product, who's got the platform, the, the platform's getting crowded. There's, you know, thousands of cryptocurrencies out there now. There's going to be quite a few. And when we, sh when we shift that viewpoint towards real world use case and, and, you know, a, potential for adoption on a broader scale, that's where you're going to see price action really start to reflect it. Now, occasionally off and on some different news coming out, will spike some of those with real world use cases. They get some positive press, but some of these plat programs being decentralized programs aren't getting a lot of publicity right now because there's not one person driving the, you know, the news or driving the publicity to that speculation waves being a perfect example of that. All right. So that is it for our episode today. I uh, hope you found it helpful. Remember that all of these, all of the news topics we talk about are shared on our Facebook page under the same name from no crypto to no crypto. Make sure you go ahead, give our Facebook page a like if you haven't already stay up to date. I typically every day I compile all that, look at all the different news articles that are out there, find some of the best ones that, that point towards what we want to learn about a cryptocurrency. Uh, basically get rid of some of the, the FUD and some of the stuff you don't want to hear and we put it all on the Facebook page daily and talk about some of those articles in our podcast every day. So make sure you like our page from no crypto to no crypto. Also, we have a, if you want to learn a little bit more about trading and getting into cryptocurrency, just the begin basics to being to beginning, we have a beginner's guide to cryptocurrency on Amazon for sale. It's a 40 page short read book that just gives you the basics of who to know, who to follow, what to know, what to look at, where to do your research, and that is for sale in paperback and Kindle ebook. If you buy the paperback, you get the Kindle ebook at no cost. So that is on Amazon. It's not very expensive, very inexpensive book, very short read, just the basics of what you need to get started. So that's it for today, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.